This is the official podcast for casual anime fanatics. On today's episode, we're diving deep into Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episode 13, titled Red Scale. fans and welcome to that anime podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure i'm your host jordo and here with me as always is my co-host and ken the baby brother brennan i cannot wait to talk about this this episode titled red scale and is it just me brennan or does it feel like it's been like a couple weeks since we recorded on JJK last because we recorded on a Thursday last time instead of a, a Sunday. I think it was a Friday that we recorded last, so it wasn't even, it's only like an extra Maybe. two days or whatever. Doesn't it feel like it's been forever though? Yeah, it does feel like a while. We recorded Sunday too, though, is the thing, but. I know, but just, that was the Shield Hero episode. Yeah. It just feels, because last week I was saying on the podcast that I only got to watch that episode one time, and. Right after we recorded, I watched it a second time without taking notes, and I noticed some stuff that I want to talk about leading into this episode. But before we do that, do you have you been watching any anime worth worth mentioning? Um, just what I've been saying the past weeks. The only thing I will mention is that I'm officially into the 1000s on One Piece, and that episode 1000 was lit. It was a uh... <laughs> So for the it was like the 1000 episode special. So what they did was they reanimated the original opening with like their current boat, you know, their current ship, their current outfits, but it was like the same song. It was the come aboard. <laughs> and then like even at the middle part intros, it brought back the like the wanted posters coming in, but they're like <laughs> updated. That one? That one's Zoro's, but Oh. Yeah, they that could be one of them. But yeah, they did that, and then the and the show, the episode was just whatever. It was just like kind of all of them for the first time in a while, like coming back together, showing their power and growth. But I enjoyed the one thousand episode. Now I think I'm on like one thousand and four, but it's just an accomplishment, I guess. And I, everyone knows I've been watching One Piece pretty religiously again. So that's the only thing of Damn. note that I've done anime wise is break into the quad digits. A thousand episodes, yeah, that that demands respect. I don't think I've watched an actual thousand because there is some filler in there, but I've, I mean, not that much. So at least like seven, eight hundred between seven and eight hundred of actual <laughs> episodes I've watched. <laughs> so either way, it's freaking crazy. Yeah, well, well done. I I will probably watch One Piece at some point. I started it already. Like last year, I started it and I got to Sky Island. And then I lost steam, but I liked what I'd I'd watched so far. Yeah, and that's um, not and even I where definitely people could pick would, up on the patterns. That isn't where people would start even saying it got good. There's nothing wrong with that though. Is I haven't taken a long as break as you, but while I was watching it for the last six, seven years, I don't freaking know a while. I had plenty of times where I lost steam and would stop for a month or two, and then pick it back up. Sometimes even longer than that. So. It's not an uncommon way to watch it. 
You don't want to wait too long. You don't want to wait like over a year <laughs> before you jump yeah. back in. I'm encroaching on the year, the year timeline, like long enough to where I don't really remember what happened leading up to. The good thing is, I mean, I could, remember like the, the the main plot points. You just need to watch the uh, the live action. That'll basically catch you up because Sky Island's not that deep in. So really, you just need to be caught up on the original, which the live action will cover, and then uh, the girl with the blue hair, Alabasta Arc, and then I think Sky P is next. So you could yeah, catch up. Pretty I watched quickly. the Alabasta Arc. Yeah, so really, just watch the live action and jump back in, and you'll be good. Dang, that's that's nice that the live action can just basically let people skip about 180 episodes. I mean, it doesn't let you skip it. It does a good enough job, and since you've seen them before, it'll definitely like refresh everything. You'll be like, okay, this happened, this happened, kind of thing. Got Especially it. for someone who's seen it, it'll for sure jog your memory as good as anybody else's. Nice. Have you been watching Dr. Stone? No, I never watched. I never started it when season two came out. I'm only a season one-er. Damn, I I still I still need to watch the rest of Tokyo Revengers season three. I think I'm two weeks behind now, but I'm watching Doctor Stone, Spy Family. Shit, I I'm only a catch season up one on Tokyo, on Tokyo. I never watched season two of Tokyo. I'm a season one only. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, now that you're caught up on One Piece or almost caught up, that'll free up some time for you to catch up on some of this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know what it is about like the newer gen ones. Like I like them, and it's just like sometimes. <laughs> the break between season one and two, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> that might be a drop. <laughs> and then I, I will say, I know I don't usually like promote mangas, but everybody, Boruto, whenever it comes back, like this shit's gonna be big. Like it's gonna be as big as Naruto was. I'm, I'm here to tell you, the manga, I'm not, I can't speak to the anime, but. I know that now that Kishimoto's back involved in the anime as well, this shit's this has legs, man. I'm telling you, I'm three chapters into the two blue vortex of Naruto or Boruto, and it's 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 gonna be incredible. I feel like, like a lot of the canon stuff's been pretty solid, anyways. Yeah, it has. That's and what I'm saying. Like, if they can if they can just start sticking to the canon stuff for Boruto and like get away from making 10 filler episodes for every one canonical episode it could have a huge huge anime following but it gets shat on because people will watch boruto and think a lot of that is manga canon but it's not it's just because anime is so popular now but you got to think about even naruto it had it got a lot of flack for all the filler because it has a shit ton of filler too but it was good and now it's all available filler guides are available so i think maybe not right when it comes back maybe but definitely when boruto wraps i think that's whenever it'll see like some of its biggest viewing habits because then it's all there you can fucking skip the filler people can watch the 200 canon episodes and then i think it'll that may help solidify it because rewatchability and access is big in anime that keep it relevant you know not every anime yeah that ended fucking in 2017 is still fucking getting talked about still getting watched and merch so <laughs> at the very least it's got that gonna that's gonna be going for yeah. it yeah i'm telling you boruto's gonna be freaking big like it's gonna be huge like it may it's making me think like we should just go ahead and just commit now to like 
doing a once a week Boruto episode of just the canonical episodes because by the time you know we get to where the manga is it's going to be hitting its stride and it's going to be it's going to be worth it but we can talk about that off air yeah but if this is your first time ever tuning in welcome to that anime podcast with jjk season two airing you can count on us to release podcast episodes dedicated to each new episode from season two so be sure to tell everybody you know that watches jujutsu kaisen to follow along weekly and if you haven't already, or if your friends have not already, please encourage those that you know that haven't already given us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Spotify to please do so. We thank you in advance. These reviews, they help us reach more casual anime fanatics just like yourself. Brennan, since Colton's not here, we don't have any anime news, so let's freaking talk about this episode. It's episode 13, titled Red Scale. General, generally speaking. What'd you think of this episode? It threw me for a loop. Not it didn't throw me for a loop. Just kind of, I was kind of off balance the whole time I was watching. It's just not really what I expected. Um, just with the fight, like how the fight was going, how it, how it like progressed and different things like that. Just yep, wasn't yep. your typical shonen fight where you kind of know the formula. Like this, it was very unformulaic compared to other fights you watch. And then I just yeah. remember the whole time on my first watch, watching it, just being like, I rewatched it again tonight, like right before we got on, and the episode felt so short. But I remember it feeling just so fucking long the first time I watched it, and the whole time, I just kept thinking like, damn, it better not fucking end right here, it better not end right here. Like, three or four <laughs> times, I thought it was about to end, and it wasn't. It wasn't really Whenever they're close. getting their stance and they keep both widening their feet a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like that. There's a couple different times where I'm like, they can't end it right here. They have to finish this fight. Like, I remember already thinking, like, forming my thoughts for the podcast. Like, I was going to be like, I'm going to have to, like, knock it down points for, like, them not ending the fight <laughs> this episode. I was like, it's going to be a huge mistake if they draw this fight out. Like, it's been so good. You just need to, like, end it here. It's been so action-packed. It doesn't need two episodes. But that's just how it yeah. felt watching, and then I watched it again. But it's, it's also because I've seen it; and I know it's gonna happen. I was like, man, I don't know why I thought this shit was like about to end right here. <laughs> yeah, well, it did. It kept feeling like the tension kept building, and like they both get back up and they both get in their stance. Like it, there were really three rounds to their fight, and so they could have they could have ended the episode after each, you know, after a round, and it would have sucked. So I'm I'm with you. I'm glad that they. They start to finish showed us this fight in one episode. Yeah, and I wasn't crazy about the ending of the episode. Not because it wasn't... Well, initially I just wasn't because I wanted more. And then after like literally five seconds after it and I thought about it, I was just kind of confused a little bit. Now I know. Now I get it, I guess. But my initial, like right when the episode cut, I was like, fuck that. And then <laughs> just like once I finally sat down like a couple minutes later, I was like, no, no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> and I did watch the after the scenes too, so that gave you enough to Yeah. That that made it yeah, better, good. I think. Okay, so going back to episode 12, so not red scale, episode 12, which was titled Dull Knife or Blunt Knife, where Nanami fights the guy, the sword hand guy. So, if you recall, so after I rewatched this episode, I figured out, I think I have a theory about what this guy's technique is. So he mentions that he doesn't really understand his technique and that being strong 
doesn't work against people like him with a technique. So when we first see this guy, he's got three teardrops of like ink under each eye. So six total, okay? The first time Nanami punches him, he goes flying into the wall and he says, I died. Huh? I would have died if I didn't have my technique. Okay, he says, I died though. When Nanami goes over and picks him up by the hair, one of the little inks under his eye is faded now, implying that he has five lives left. So and then like he punches the, him again. It's like and the Izanagi. It, exactly. So by the time he does like the drop punch and punches him through the wall, he had already lost three of his six lives. Can you so lose, it's possible you can lose that Nanami killed punch. him. It's possible that he, when he punched him, he died, and then he flew through two walls. He could have died on both of those impacts, but I have a feeling he's still going to be alive, and his technique is just that he has six lives. You think he can regenerate him back, though? You probably have to take all six at Maybe. once or something. I bet he can like grow those lives back. Maybe he can, but Over. either way, like I think that that's what his technique is because they, every time he punched him, those things were going away. That could be it. I didn't notice, but yeah, that makes sense. It's like the old Sharingan shutting its eye type shit. Yep. But anyways, I just had to mention that, and anybody that reads the manga is probably like, holy shit, Jordan, Jordan, he's close, but that's just a total guess, just observing off of rewatching the episode. It could just I'm be like maybe almost it was spot just, on. Could be faded just from getting hit in the face, too. But the way that they were fading it like sequentially, like it went from one being faded and then he got punched again yeah. and now two are faded and then I'll have three to watch were it faded. Too. I'll have to see just so I can see it for myself. I mean, I get what you're talking about, but I don't I can't picture it in my head specifically. And the fact when he says the first time he got punched, he literally says, I died. And then he says, I would have died without my technique, but he said I died. So technically one of his lives is gone, but he's still there because of his technique. But anyways, let's talk about this episode. Red Scale. This is probably in the top episodes for me. The only downside about it is we don't get to see Toji. There's still, you know, Toji maybe next episode, I don't know, but yeah, they're saving that this, up. That's the next big fight. Him v Fushi. <laughs> yeah, they're saving that for sure. So, episode starts with Yuji running there was a weird so at the very beginning of the episode they show us this sign a crosswalk sign with a guy walking with a hat okay do you notice that yeah and yuji is kind of running like mr game and watch kind of like matching that that crosswalk sign and then the end of the episode ends with that same sign and it's covered in blood I don't understand what that means. It's just I only know that because I watched the episode twice, and it's like that's the kind of stuff yeah. you notice. Maybe you if you're it. like in Japan, if you're Japanese, you may understand what that sign means. Uh -huh. I mean, like, I get like the no running sign that it showed in the subway when he was running by it. But that one's a little. It's just <laughs> that's a little more. The way they animated him, the way they animated him running was just interesting. Like it was like very cartoony, but. It starts with him running. Uh, he's witnessing people getting massacred by transfigured humans, but there's too many of him to do anything. But Inomaki shows up, throwing up the peace sign like a boss and a megaphone. He Yuji says, asks for his he help. He says, Ro. And then he yeah, goes, Ro. He's like, that vocabulary. <laughs> it's, it's Inomaki. What did you think he was going to say whenever Inomaki uh, 
busted out of the megaphone. I thought he was going to say, I like, thought he was going to say explode, but then maybe everybody would explode, even the humans. So I think that uh-huh. was just what he could do. So, I mean, he knows his power Honestly, better than me because I would have been like, fly away. But <laughs> then everybody yeah. would fucking fly away. <laughs> yeah, the don't move was, after thinking about it, it was probably the best thing he could do because everybody's frozen. And then he can just go exercise all of the transfigured yeah. humans while everybody's being still. I don't think, I guess I didn't think he would, but I figured a classmate, you know, Maki or somebody would show up and that, they would do that. Basically get some yeah. easy kills. Gets that fodder. Yeah, he says, don't move. Intro song plays. And that's probably... That might be the last we see of Inomaki the rest of the season. I the think they'll... The last. I think there's going to be like a brief scene, a brief cutback scene where what I just <coughs> said is happening, where they're kind of like going through and like killing the frozen things and they like kind of chat about what's happening. And then they'll be like, where's Itadori? And then we'll cut back to Itadori. I don't think yeah, there's going to be like a right. big a big arc with him, but I think they'll use them, like the non main players in this arc, to like set up yeah. our main ones. Kind. So intro song ends. It's the Shibuya station. We get this really cool scene of Yuji. He's hauling ass, man, like hauling ass, and it's cutting back from like him, and it starts like down the hallway, and you hear the footsteps like building, and as he runs past the camera. And then you go over to Chozo, and he's just just sauntering through the Shibuya station. They've like, done this a couple times, too, uh, just this season, where it's like last episode ended with them facing each other, but then they start the episode at a different point, and then the encounter that we saw at the end of last week starts differently than yeah. it did. It's like the That's third time that Nekamaru. I can think of. Yeah, and whenever uh, they shot the girl in the head on episode five, they yep. did that one differently, too. Yeah, their map is playing with us on this. This season. I kind of like it. it. Just it's like this a little extra curveball, just in case. Yeah, just so you've <laughs> yeah. seen something new. No reuse. It definitely animation. helps. It helps to rebuild like the walk up because Yuji's just like trying to get the station and like right when he lands. Yeah, it he was cool how they showed. Should have fucking just ran down the stairs. <laughs> Clearing the escalator was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was cool seeing like right whenever Chozo sees him immediately gets triggered and he's pissed and he's like itadori mm. yuji it's a definition of on blood- site when people say it's on site that's what they're talking about <laughs> <laughs> i hated chozo's character design at first because he's got like the pigtails but now now it's it's kind of cool after seeing him fight for one episode yeah i didn't he think says, i didn't think i'd like him i didn't think he would be like a big fight to be honest i don't know why neither did i i just thought neither he was I. gonna be like I didn't think he was going to get his ass kicked. I just didn't think he'd be the one to run into Yuji out of yeah. all the people, but he did. Yeah, that's interesting that he is. It, it's kind of seeming like... It makes sense now, though, but we'll get to that. It makes sense now, yeah. Right when he sees Yuji, he says, blood manipulation, convergence. And then we have a, we have a narrator in this episode yeah, quite a bit. And they that's say, what I was like, who the heck's this old bag supposed to be here? Is it, <laughs> is it because Krillin wasn't on the side? Krillin and Piccolo weren't on the sidelines to explain. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When you're not having a tournament where people can just offer the narration, you have to just have like, because in the manga, I'm sure is why they have this. Like they've yeah, got like a narrator the technique. explaining. So they say blood manipulation, convergence is a skill that involves applying pressure to blood in order to compress it to its limits. 
The blood compressed with convergence is then released through a single point. The initial speed of this blood, enhanced with cursed energy, well exceeds the, the speed of sound when released. The secret art of blood manipulation is called piercing blood. And I noted that this move, piercing blood, it kind of looks like Frieza's laser beam at first, but then it just starts looking like it's like just chasing like a, like a, like a super soaker. It's just like when he's following him with it. But pretty deadly. I mean, Itadori is fast as hell, and he can only barely dodge this 50% I mean, yeah, the of the first time one, he says. It's powerful, too. The first one, like, shot right through his radius and ulna, and he only, mm -hmm. like, after it went through, he somehow, like, shot it above his head. Because on my rewatch, yeah. I was like, well, how if it went through his fucking arm, how did it not just, like, get to his chest? Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. But he, like, flicked it up, but I don't know. Maybe it didn't clear through his arm. I mean, it definitely did, actually, but kind of one of those things where it's like how do you send it flying upwards after it already went through your arm yeah i mean you can't blame him for trying to block the first one because you, you don't no know time. how powerful it yeah, is that yeah. was just like what that was just either that or take it to the dome mm -hmm. i think were the two options <laughs> yeah so he hit gets hit with the first dodges the second and then he gets in close um to chozo and he lands a divergent fist so he brought back the og double impact punch because chozo says a double impact what an odd technique he always does unless shit. he back flashes it does that automatically well this is what this is the kind of stuff that owie was telling him like if you ever want to be strong that shit ain't gonna work against stronger people and this is a, this is exactly what happened like he called this he said, do you try pulling this shit on like a strong cursed user? It's not going to do anything to him. Well, it works, but they can just, they can cope with it right away, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's not a weakness in the technique. It's just so simple that once they know, okay, like there's an aftershock, uh -huh. it's not really a problem once they comprehend what it is. Yep. Which, yeah, he should try so to control that shit, save it. Mm-hmm. Not, not on that first form. hit. Oh no! Give himself away. Yuji's his left arm at this point, it's bleeding real bad. It looks like it's got a hole in it. I I didn't know if it was like all the way through, if it just went like part way in. But he's also sweating, which I don't take as a good sign. Anytime anybody's fighting, the person sweating is usually losing. Well, he already That's fought that one dude, and that dude cut up his gut a little bit. The mustache guy, and then he hauled ass all the way there, and he was breathing pretty hard. So I think it's a. He never really got a chance to catch his breath because when he jumped down the elevator, he had a fucking bullet coming at him, to ate that, and then he went straight at him for some kicks. So this is like, this moment right here is like the first time he's really like took a breath breath. Yeah. Because right. you're, you're not really breathing when you're running like that. You're just getting what air you can and going with it. Mm-hmm. Chozo stops. He says, there's something I have to ask you. Did my little brothers leave any last words? And Yuji says, brothers? And Chozo says, Tch, I'm talking about the ones you two killed. And then Yuji briefly remembers, remembers them. They flash in his head. And he, he breaks eye contact with Chozo and he looks down. He says, no, not really. But they were crying. So, and then Chozo reacts to this. And I noted that it was like surprise, but also like the surprise came from the fact that Yuji noticed that. How did you interpret this? I just took it as 
I didn't think it had anything to do with Yuji. I just took it as like it made him think of his brothers dying sad. So it just like pissed him off. Okay. You know, he probably God, made, maybe w- just like he assumed they'd be like, my brother will get you. And then like hearing that they died like scared and sad, just like pull on his heartstrings, you know, since he's like the big bro. And they're like half yeah. human too, so they're not just some <laughs> no emotionless fucking curses. I have, man, I have, uh, I cannot wait to talk about the end of this episode, but we'll keep, we'll keep talking in, in order here. Yeah, he can see the sadness when Yuji says it is kind of what I thought, but he also, it pisses him off. Um, it's weird to hear, you know, you like, you ask if they had last words and he says no. And then he says, but they did cry though, like, I don't know. Dude. And it's, it's because just more Yuji of, remembers it's, that. He remembers yeah, that, that they were part play a human. role into it too, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know. I bring this up because I feel like Chozo, he's a candidate for one of those characters in this story that is neither good nor bad. He could be swayed to whatever side yeah, serves I think it's just his brothers. Also, I think he's just sways towards bad because he'll get exercised. Like, his kind's not accepted by Jujutsu High. So it favors him to... And I think they've said that. He's talked about that in season one with the brothers. Like, he even told them, we'll side with the curses for now because it suits us. Like, it suits their lifestyle. Like, if they win, it's better for them. Because what are they going to do right now? Like, Jujutsu High don't (coughs) fuck with them. They're going to try to exterminate them. So, yeah, he is, like, someone who could flip. Mm -hmm. Or just go rogue in general. Just disappear, go, go nab his other six brothers and skip town. He says, Chozo says, Esso, which is the guy with the weird back. Kachizo, which is the ugly guy. Watch over me. This is your older brother. He sends out a giant sheet of blood from his back like a cape, and then he uses that, and he makes himself a little blood Rasengan. <laughs> he, was hitting, he was hitting us with those Rasengans this episode. <laughs> uh, luckily, Yuji, he doesn't abide by saying battle rules, and so while he's building up this Rasengan, he goes and slaps it out of his hand. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you ain't hitting me with this shit. Uh, one interesting thing about Chozo's power is that when he sprays blood, no matter where it is or what it's on, he can just keep recycling it because he controls it. Yeah, that was the shock. Not the shock, but I was surprised on his power of that. Like, whenever he pulled it off, when he pulled it off of Yuji that first time, I was like, that's actually, it's good too because he doesn't have to keep fucking using, <laughs> using his own blood. Or he'd, uh-huh. be fucking anemic, <laughs> he'd be anemic by the end of the fight. But it was also like a cool animation thing too to like keep ripping the blood back and forth. It was super freaking cool. And just the blood splatter back and forth the whole time. Just add an extra layer on top of the fighting. This this show is... I mean, this episode, it it contended with Chainsaw Man as far as gore. I mean, this, this episode specifically, there's just blood everywhere. Like, this fight was pretty gruesome. It was in like a clean way almost though too. Like, because it was like his It was blood. a classy way. Yeah. They were they were both fighting with class. Like the most gross and, thing and to technique. happen was whenever he fucking ran through his foot <laughs> with the blood blade. Yeah, that, that shit. He would hit hurt. both his feet with that shit. Yeah, and he's still just running around. He's effed up right now. Like Yuji, this he whole is. fight, like he showed up probably eighty percent, I would say, after the first fight, and then getting cut. 
and then out the gates, you take him down to like 65, 70 with the hole in his uh-huh. arm. And then once his feet were gone, he was half of yeah. it. He was half of himself <laughs> at that point. I know. It's he was. He was getting he was pretty much losing this fight the whole time. He looked rough and that's one of the things that was like surprising just seeing him push this far this early in the season, like one of the you know, not the first fight, but like the first fight fight we've seen him in against like an opposing villain that we know and have seen. Which is why mm-hmm. I like the show, I guess. Every fight matters. Yeah, they do a good job of that. Well, things aren't looking good for Yuji. Uh, Chozo, he's building up another blood Rasengan, and then when it's built up, he claps his hands together, and he takes aim at Yuji. And this was a really cool part. This really starts the round two of their fight. So now Yuji knows his power. Chozo kind of understands Yuji's power, and they kind of have like this little standoff to let the suspense build. And this is one of those things that, like, MAPPA, MAPPA created this tension because this doesn't exist in the manga. Like, they can't show you, like, there's a long pause. They, they created this moment where they both widen their stances slightly. Like, that shit was freaking legit. They did this two times. Yuji says, shit, he got distance on me again. That beam of blood is too fast. I have a 50-50% chance to dodge. If my intuition is off, it hits my head. I'm dead. Then I should at least... And then he jumps in the air. Determine when he <laughs> fires it myself. It's kind of funny. <laughs> he was in the air. He's just floating there. He's like, just like sipping his arm. Like, he was like uh-huh. ascending to heaven or something. <laughs> it was a... I, do you understand the reasoning in this? Like, If you don't know when he's, like, where he's going to shoot, you can at least time when he's going to shoot. Like, I don't... I don't know if I understand that this is a better Just way to go. Just because if he's standing there, then it's like he could literally shoot it whenever. But now that he's in the air, it'd be like stupid not to shoot him because you can't dodge in the air. When you know? he lands. You know, yeah. in animes where people are like, he's in the air, he can't dodge, and then they pull off some crazy move. Essentially that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> essentially that concept. Yeah. Yeah, Chozo thinks to himself, to himself, he's luring me out. Fine then, I'll play along. So, Brennan, when you jump in the air... When you land, you land in heels first or toes first? I mean, I'm definitely not landing heels first. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm going to be landing with my knee. I'm coming down with my knees a little bent, too. He looked like he was coming I down know. <laughs> straight-legged. So Yuji is supposed to be the like as athletic as somebody can be, you know? I mean, he jumped this at least jumps in the air. 50, 60 inches on his jump alone. Like He was in the air for a minute. This one, yeah. just, this one just a hop. Like He was jumping over the backboard. How high he got. But when he lands, he lands heels first, which I just thought was like interesting. Like what did they like if they if they didn't I mean maybe we like draw this in the manga? Maybe we do all land heels first, but we just don't know it because it happens so quick. It's just like since that was in super slow mo, but like in real life it may be like your heels hit microseconds before the soles of your feet kind of thing. Maybe. It just was, it was interesting to see it play out in slow motion because it's like right when his heels touch the ground. I mean, I didn't think anything uh, of it as I was watching about the jumping form, to be honest, but yeah, it doesn't seem like that's how you'd land. I only note it because it's like his heels touch and right when they touch, he, sh- he fires off the piercing blood. So he fires it, Yuji dodges it, Yuji gets in close, and he says, I knew it. That attack is only fast when first fired. Once I avoid it, I can lay on the pressure. 
And just as Yuji's about to land a, a punch to the face, Chozo says, Supernova. And as if Yuji wasn't already messed up enough, he takes three bombs to the back <laughs> right here and then gets stabbed in both feet. Rips up his shirt, and then he's got like a big old bruise on his back, too. Yeah. It doesn't ever actually it's, show it, but just like in some of the other fight scenes later, just like drawn in, you can see, because I remember watching it, and I was like, what the fuck happened to his back there? Was that from the last fight? But then on my second watch, I was like, okay, it's from the Supernova, because it's a pretty deep yeah. bruise. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were little grenades basically going off right behind him, like at point-blank range. Um, Despite getting kicked in the feet, or like stabbed in the feet, Yuji starts kicking with those feet right away, and that kind of shocks Chozo. And uh, he kicks him away, but by the time he turns around again, Chozo's already aimed for another blood beam, and it hits Yuji, but it wasn't compressed enough, and Chozo admits that he was too hasty. So Yuji has a gash in his side from this blood beam that wasn't fully compressed. Yuji says, shit, that bastard is strong. Mekamaru finally is back. He says, oi, what's the situation? Yuji says, Mekamaru, where have you been? He says, conserving energy. There's still a lot I need to do. Chozo, blood manipulation, huh? He's using the same curse technique as Kamo. Uh, Yuji dodges the blood destructo disc. Yuji says, that thin-eyed third year, huh? Which means, and I think it's funny that they call them, like, we we don't ever call them thin-eyed characters, but it's funny that that's what they call them the here. Squint. Thin-eyed. He's got no yeah, eyes we call when we watch. Eyed. It's just the lines. <laughs> yeah, the thin-eyed third year, huh? Mechamaru says, I don't know its weakness. Blood manipulation is treasured as one of the Kamo clan's heter- hereditary techniques. The reason is for its convergence, which compresses blood with high pressure plus piercing blood and blood blade, which are derived from that, giving it a well-balanced response in close, mid, and long range. Since Chozo won't bleed out, he has no openings. I don't know its weakness, but I do have an idea. First, flee to the, flee to the restroom. I'll explain later. There's maybe a 10% chance this works. Sorry if it fails. Brace yourself for death. But at this rate, you'll just die getting worn down until you're killed anyways. So, Yuji runs away to the restroom. And Chozo decides to follow him. But Chozo says, as he's walking toward the restroom, no matter which way you run, you're trapped like a rat. Then he says, what's that sound? This guy has beaten my brothers before. Those two wouldn't lose to some idiot. There's also that second voice that suddenly appeared. It wouldn't be right to assume, or it would be right to assume he's planning something. Don't let your guard down. So this Chozo guy's smart, man. He's, he knows there's a trap in here. Which is, and we find out later. I mean, easier said than done, I guess. It's easy to say something. It's a whole other thing to put it into practice. Yeah. Which I feel like he ended up not doing. Mm, I mean, Mechamaru ducked him off, and I feel like he just went in there freaking unholstered pistols firing out of the gates instead of like, yeah, calmly going in. Like, Mechamaru ducked him off, and then he just like, was just like, he bastard and came straight in. (laughs) Didn't didn't check the scene or anything. Just came in ready to kill. I know, yeah. So he gets lured in. Mechamaru's like, you really are just like them. All the sprinklers are going off. The sinks are turned on. There's water shooting everywhere. And I kind of had a feeling I knew what was happening at this point. They were just trying to dilute the blood. Mechamaru says, all three of you care so much for each other. It makes you easy to manipulate. 
Then Chozo destroys Mechamaru on the wall. So now there's no more Mechamaros other than the one we don't know about. So uh, Yuji ends up behind Chozo, which you think you think this is like going to be one heck of a hit, but it really is just, it doesn't even send him flying. He just punches him like normal punch. And that's really about it. All, all of a sudden, all the blood that Chozo was controlling, it bursts. Chozo says, Convergence dissolved. The narrator comes in at this point and says, In order to enhance the effects of the blood manipulation technique, users constantly have to co- have the coagulation properties of their blood turned off. That makes it flow better for all the people that don't understand science. As a result, Chozo's blood dissolves in water more easily than that of others. On top of that, once exposed to water, the osmotic pressure causes the red blood cells to expand and rupture their cell walls. This left him unable to control the blood cells that comprise 45% of his blood, breaking his convergence. Mechamaro's aim was on the mark. In that situation, it was impossible for Chozo to use blood manipulation outside his own body. Chozo says, flowing red scale, stack. I don't know what that did. Is that whenever he just basically surrounded his fist with the blood and just had it coagulate? Yeah, I just thought that was like, well, also what he used to protect his rib at the end, just like the shell. Okay, that's what I was thinking Like a scale, just made him like resistance, a little extra defense. Mm -hmm. Narrator said, Chozo lacked combat experience, so he couldn't even comprehend what was happening to him. He just coldly accepted the new reality and conducted his blood manipulation within his body. Seems like he had Yuji a lot says, of experience, honestly, like battle experience. I know. Just because he was, was holding his own against Yuji, and then just even though he didn't know that was a weakness of his blood manipulation, the fact that he accepted it <laughs> and then used the shit. And the stuff we see later on in the fight, he obviously planned that from the jump. So yep. he's, he's very tactical yeah he's he's smart he really is uh yuji says i don't understand the reasoning there wasn't any opportunity for me to ask but i do know one thing i've dragged him into my turf and this is where you think yuji's about to start beating some ass <laughs> but that yeah, doesn't really happen. i thought i was like i thought he's gonna start jumping around like Muhammad Ali and just beating yeah. his brakes off he was not so um, I mean the the bathroom fight begins. Uh, and by the way, all the best like in real life like street fights, they always seem to take place take place in bathrooms. <laughs> Lots of shit to knock around through some water. I know. <laughs> you get your freaking head butt butted into the porcelain on the stall. It's just like it, it's just I don't know why it is, but people just fight in bathrooms. That's just how it is. So it was fitting that this fight was taking place in the bathroom. Um, there was one point where they were having the standoff where I was like, man, if this was a comedy, this would be the perfect time for somebody to just fly open the, the stall door and be like, I'm out of here. Shitting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but they didn't do that. Uh, they start fighting. Itadori's getting worked. He does turn things around for a little bit when he bites Chozo's hand. Yeah. He got some gives shots him an in opening. for sure. He gets a headbutt in after that and then a kick. And Yuji says, I can win. 
So, I mean, I guess that means he was doubting, but at that moment he was like, I can do this. Narrator comes in, says Chozo had been keeping a clot of blood from being exposed and dissolving in the water as he strengthened said clot with cursed energy and compressed the coagulated lump to its limit. So the moment Yuji Itadori was convinced of victory, it pierced his liver. Chozo says blood manipulation, blood meteorite. And this goes right through Yuji, ruptures his liver, and he says, I screwed up. I assumed he couldn't use any more projectiles. What now? Where was I hit? This isn't the same as when I had a hole in my stomach. It destroyed something that shouldn't be broken. I'm going to lose. And die. So we haven't seen Yuji really be this... I mean, just whenever guess, he died once before. Since, he died once yeah, before he's been to that point. That was the only other time was whenever he was like, I don't want to die alone. He was like kind of scared. He that's wasn't a lot, like scared That's a lot here. for two seasons. That's once a season. It's a pretty good average. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like... This guy needs to man up, huh? There was, But like right after he has these thoughts, he starts glowing blue. He says... <sighs> And I don't know what the glowing blue was. Maybe it was just supposed that's to just be like, like a his representation cursed, of his... just like his cursed energy, like his fist goes blue. Okay, Most I didn't know if it was do. his resolve. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's just, it's very human. Anybody in a tough situation may have like, even if you're confident, may have those brief moments of doubts. So I like how they showed it where he said that. And then immediately he was like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, that's not my goal. Like, I don't have to be the one to reach Gojo. I just have to kill mm-hmm. this bastard. So I, it was definitely yeah. his resolve a little bit too. Yep. That's basically what he, he's come to. He was, he was thinking he had to kill this guy and get to Gojo, but now he's, he's changed his resolve to, I don't, I don't need to be the one to get to Gojo sensei. Fushiguro, Kugisaki, the other classmen, they'll all pass along through here and go to Gojo. So even if I die, I'm taking this guy out. Chozo says internally three hits, a mere three hits, not counting the ones I guarded against. Those blows I took from Itadori dealt this much damage to me. Blood meteorite's only strength is its hardness. It doesn't have the speed or impact of piercing blood. If I hadn't caught him by surprise, it wouldn't have been able to pierce him. And then the narrator says, Normally, blood manipulation sorcerers never coagulate blood like he did for blood meteorite. Even blood blade only solidifies the outline of the s- and circulates blood at high speeds to heighten its lethality. Even these sorcerers with blood manipulation can't extend their concentration to every blood vessel at once. So when they strongly coagulate their blood, it, also, it always poses the risk of causing spontaneous thrombosis, which is just clotting. However, Chozo decided the risk posed by Yuji Itadori was far greater. And it paid off for him because this pretty much wins the fight for him. Chozo's right fist is now covered with clotted blood. He says, bring it. Yuji and Chozo go toe-to-toe for their third round of this fight. This was, this was cool. Like, yeah, this is the coldest part of the whole fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they go literally like... It was cool like how they both had like a gentleman's agreement. Like, we're going li- to we're gonna get lined up here. Like the Karate Kid. Face-to-face, yeah, face, really fist-to-fist. Chozo's the first to throw the punch. Yuji dodges it by doing a backflip, which is impressive if you think about it. Like, imagine... Dodging somebody's punch with a backflip. Uh, I guess I'm thinking of a different part then. <laughs> Which part were you thinking? I thought this is where they li- this is where they lined up, right, and it showed their fists, and then like Yuji moved his fingers a little bit, right? 
Yeah, this was it. Yeah. Yeah, but then they like collided fists at the same time, left hands, like fist to fist. Oh yeah. And then that's whenever yeah, he did. used the double hit fucking. They like collided and it stalemated. And then the double hit fucking blew him back. Like the second burst of energy blew uh, Chozo back, and that's when Yuji got in on his ass. Oh yeah, that was earlier. I I, I kind of skipped uh, over that, that shit, part. Yeah, that was the part that where I was like, damn, that shit was pretty tight. That was like the best animation yeah. of his uh double hit because most of the time you just hear them say like oh that's a weird technique but this time you like visually saw them collide and then as they're stalemated he got fucking blown back and exposed dang i didn't notice that i have to go back and rewatch that yeah it was so the divergent fist it, it worked there yeah the divergent fist worked there it was like the best way they've ever shown it to you it's all slow motion of course but just because they had that collision you know it's been in many anime wherever like land a kick on the face at the same time or collide fist but then right as you think that's what it's going to be the divergent fist comes through and gives yuji the opening okay it sends his ass back too like it throws his arm like up in the air yeah that was whenever he was gonna uh that's whenever yuji was about to like do a finishing blow on him and he sends the blood meteorite through his liver Uh, okay i thought that was i thought the collided fist like right after that or when he got up no, because then that was when he knocked his tooth out on the kick, and now we get to the third, the third uh, stance. They go toe to toe, and Chozo tries to punch him, but he backflips backwards. And this is when Chozo shoots his tooth at Yuji, hits his elbow, yeah, and he's like as a diversion. Face. Yeah, he lands a punch on Yuji's face, and then he gets Yuji on the ground, tries stabbing him with the blood blade. Yuji's blocking it, and then it bursts just before cutting into his eye. Uh, Yuji goes on to continue getting his butt kicked. Well, that part was pretty cool, too, when it blew up in his face, and Chozo pulled back, you know, because the blood splattered in his eyes, but then Yuji immediately opened his eyes with the blood on it and went straight at him. Uh Uh-huh. Yuji says, not yet. I haven't used my left fist since the start. He probably believes I can't use it anymore. So this attack, using my right fist as a distraction, will land. So he hits him with the left fist, and you hear a metal clang. And, God, this, this was a painful part because I was like, dang, this is, that was like his last trick up the sleeve. He says, what was that response that I felt? And Chozo, he cuts a huge chunk out of Yuji's right shoulder now. So now, officially, every single limb on Yuji <laughs> is... Is filled with holes. I mean, and his trunk, like his his torso is as well. And then he gets punched into a wall. Chozo lifts up his shirt to reveal he's got an eight pack. He's also got that was the red blood. <laughs> I was assuming that was the red scale of the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. But my boy, my boy had those riblets and the eight pack. Yeah, so. he's shredded to the teeth. He's he's about four percent <laughs> body fat, <laughs> at least. Uh, yeah. Yuji is being completely still. His eyes are open, but it's like he's dead. He's like just looking, staring down. Chozo walks over to him and says, apologize to my brothers in the afterlife. Chozo raises his fist. The screen goes black, and all we hear is a crack, like almost like a crack, like whip, something breaking. So you assume Itadori's dead. Sukuna, they show us him but not the normal way that they would show him. They show him almost like it's just he's like, like it's, it's in just the, the conscience state. The outlines of his face are glowing. 
and but it's like all black too. So you know yeah. it's Sukuna, but it's not fully drawn with like skin color and clothes. It's just like mm-hmm. a dark outline with like a glow with like a pinkish red glow kind of. I don't know. Yeah. He says, How worthless, losing to such a riff raff. Sukuna closes his eyes and then he opens them and then he opens them again. Like he noticed something like, Oh wait. And then we go back. And Chozo, he missed the punch. And I'm, I noted, Chozo missed the punch on purpose. I was thinking like, oh, damn, Itadori Naruto'd his ass by telling him his brothers were crying. He couldn't kill him. <laughs> was that, was Sukuna going to just let himself die, though, I guess? Yeah, because he still would be able to live through the other fingers. I know, but he wouldn't want to just take over. Just seems no, weird to me he that he care. would. He's got, like, a deal with him. How would he get to Fushiguro? Just seems weird, you know, because, like, Kurama, he he always stepped in. I know he's not Kurama, but, you know, he'd always step in to provide a little chakra when need be. So I just felt <laughs> like he was going to step in to be like, no, nah, I ain't letting this guy die. Not right now. Yeah, but Sukuna and Itadori aren't on fist-bumping terms yet. Yeah, but they have a deal that only he knows about. So that's why I thought he would say Yeah, him. but it's a deal that's only supposed to serve Sukuna. I mean, I'm glad he didn't save him because, you know, you know, I don't want that to be the cop out of every fight that Sukuna is just like, nope, <laughs> this kid yeah. ain't dying yet. So it's a good I thing wonder, he didn't, but I just I wonder if maybe. this is the place where the, the, the mangaka was originally going to kill off Itadori. Like, I wonder if this is where it was. I thought it was like earlier than this. Like, I thought he was supposed to die the first time he died. Oh, maybe back. that. I'm a, I'm afraid to look that stuff up because I don't know what I'll find. So I'm pretty sure that was it. Like he was just never supposed to come back. Okay. Well, this this part was awesome. I was very happy that he missed the punch. All the blood falls off of Chozo's hand. He starts stumbling away through the station, and Chozo's like, "What?" The narrator says, "In that moment, memories flooded Chozo's mind." Memories that didn't exist. The first time I saw this stuff, I was like, that was fucking the stupidest shit. <laughs> I was pissed because I didn't know what was going on. I was like, that was the spaghetti shot. I was like, what are we watching? So, okay. what? So you didn't know what was going on. What do you think was going on now that you watched it a second I know time? It's, I know what's going on now, and I don't know if it's because I saw a spoiler. I don't think it is. I think it's definitely something you could have picked up on or I could have picked up on if I just thought it through, but I didn't at the time. And then I saw like a TikTok or like just a meme of what oh, it was. Oh, so you have seen a spoiler then? It's not, I don't think it's a spoiler because I literally, I'm not going to say it unless you don't because it's literally something you could have, that I possibly could have connected myself. I just didn't, you okay. know what I mean? Okay, because I... I have a theory, but it's just a theory based on what I've watched up to this point. And let me know if it's the same as yours, because it's definitely not a spoiler if I say it. Because I've yeah, this never isn't seen anybody a, else talking. I don't about think this. this is a spoiler. I think you can straight up assume if you're an in-depth watcher. That's why I'm ashamed that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't connect it myself right okay. away. But it's for sure something that a heavy viewer, definitely somebody with a fucking podcast, <laughs> probably should have okay. got. But yeah, go ahead and say it. Okay, so this, the only other time where somebody's mind was flooded with memories that didn't exist was Aoi Toto being best friends with Yuji Itadori. Remember that? Oh, yeah, you're right. 
that's the only connection I can make to this, and it makes me think that there's a latent power that exists within Yuji whenever he has empathy towards someone or somebody he's able to connect with somebody and through fighting i don't know what it is but that happened to toto as well and that's why toto is like best best friends with him now because he has these memories that with yuji that didn't exist i guess i thought that was more of a toto thing like romanticizing somebody who like girls with fat asses i don't know but now i like don't want to say my connection but i think i don't think it's a spoiler because i think it probably is because i don't know about it (laughs) I know, but I think when I say it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that checks out." Well, let's 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 go through the whole thing, and then we'll potentially talk about that. So this memory is they're eating some sp- spaghetti, and it's all from the point of view of Chozo. So he's feeding spaghetti to his brothers, and Yuji is there at the table with them. So Yuji's eating, and then you also see the six other cursed wombs that were not brought back yet at the table. Dream Yuji says, hey, you too, brother. He holds out his fork to feed Chozo. But before he takes a bite, Chozo smashes the screen and like comes back to reality, almost like Chozo knows it's not real. Because he says, what's happening? You're, and then he doesn't finish. Elevator closes on the scene. Ending song plays. Note on the ending song, when this song, when you see the bird in the air and this singer hits the high note, that's the best part of the song. (laughs) And then there's more after the credits. So the two girls that followed Suguru Geto find Yuji alive. One of the girls says he's alive, and then the other says, let's get this started then. What are they going to do to him? Think they're going to make him Mechamaru? I don't know. I, don't know. I think that they probably maybe just have they some. Know. They have some technique where they can like get him healed up. Reverse. Maybe they just use reverse curse energy or. Get I something. mean, they may have. They may have the, some fingers that they're gonna feed to him. Who knows? Yeah, that could be. That'd be helpful. Dang, I'm. I'm curious to hear what you think might be a, a spoiler because I. I it's have not, no idea it, what. Could it have could happened. be a spoiler, but it doesn't. It's gonna. It's not a spoiler. Like it's not gonna ruin anything for the show. It's gonna it, if you it, didn't catch it, it's an aha, but we'll sign off right here. And then anybody who wants to hear like maybe a minor spoiler or somebody who's like, Why didn't they fucking talk about this? It may be what we're gonna talk about. But if you if you Does wanna, it have to do with the fact that his memories are l- like this fake memory that Chozo has? Let's just uh <laughs> let's sign off here and then anybody who wants to hear it. And I'll say this before we do go, for all the people who don't want any type of spoiler that wasn't blatantly said to you, because this is kind of, I think it's something that you could have picked up on, that I could have picked up on, but just didn't. But it's not explicitly said in the anime, so right now, the spoiler-free review ends, so if you're with us and you don't want to hear it, I'm Brennan, thank you for listening. Sign off. Yeah, (laughs) thank you all. And then Potential manga spoilers ahead. Even though Brendan's not read the manga, nor have I. Yeah, but it's so, possible he could have seen something on TikTok. But yeah, I've, I've got to hear this. If if you think it's not a spoiler, I want to hear. It, it. You won't be mad if I tell you, but some people might be. So I'm gonna give a five count, okay. and we're gonna talk about it. So five seconds of silence for anybody that's listening. Everybody else, see you next week. 
Alright, so what I saw <laughs> is it was just a picture or like a short meme, I don't really remember, but basically for whatever reason Chozo realized that Yuji is one of his brothers. Hmm. Does that not ring some bells for you? Is that why Yuji is so fucking strong? That's why he was an anomaly as a human? Because he was always part curse? That's why he can hold Tsukuna's fingers? Hmm. So he's also one of those children that was like from the demon or the curse that was like impregnating that woman somehow. How? He's in that same bloodline because you know how they have six other brothers too. I'm thinking, and like I said, this could just be a freaking meme that I got fooled on. But I saw that and I was like, holy shit, like what if he is? It would kind of make some of the other stuff. And we don't know who the curse is, do we? That was uh, the one. We don't know who the cursed father is of these guys, do we? It was. It's not Sukuna, though, is it? No, I don't think it's Sukuna, no. But they never explicitly said it wasn't. They never explicitly said it wasn't. That's what I'm wondering. So it could either be that he actually is their brother or that Sukuna is that curse. <laughs> and now that he resides within Itadori, they are like familial. Okay, but the only thing is the curse. If Itadori was a curse, people wouldn't be able to see him because other people can't see Chozo. Uh, they can't see those guys? No, because the people in the subway were like, what are those two talking about? And one of, one of them was like, don't you mean three? And Chozo was one of them? And Chozo was down there with them because it was Chozo, Jogo, and, and uh, Jogo Gojo. Can't be, Jogo can't be seen, though. So he would have been the one that they couldn't see. It was Gojo. Gojo. Oh, it was Hanami. No, it was Hanami. It was down there, too. Hanami. Hanami can't be seen. So I guess you're right. So Chozo can be seen by everybody then. Because he's not a pure curse. He's like part yeah. human and curse. So I was thinking Itadori could be. And maybe, I don't know why he'd have those flashbacks. Because we know that those flashbacks didn't exist. But maybe just because they were, they are actually brothers. Maybe. That's why he saw that. I mean, it's pretty crazy. That's why I don't know if it's spoiler <laughs> or even real. Yeah, but I mean, the it, manga could, readers it could be. Here could be. Like, yes, you're on to something. <laughs> or, <somebody laughs> some, or the mongers are like, what the fuck's this guy? <laughs> what the fuck's he talking about? See, I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, that's very possible what you present. I also think it's, it's possible that Yuji has some kind of like, yeah, his when you said that technique too, is flooding people with, with memories and making them unable to harm him. Yeah, that was a, I guess that doesn't explain the technique, but that is like a good callback. Because it has happened before with him, with with Toad, like yeah, hey, that's like Aoi's. They they talk about all the time how Aoi has the highest IQ of all the sorcerers. Like he's smart as shit. Like in an instant, he can he can decide. Like he goes into his brain and he has a full on discussion with his mentor on what he should do, and then he decides. Like whenever he was deciding to block the the little buds from Hanami. And then he decided to not block it and turn off all of his cursed energy because they eat cursed energy. Yeah, just like, little things like that. He's he's smart as hell. Like he's not just making up memories with Itadori. Like something happened to him being around Itadori, or he had like these. I don't know. Like we're we're I guess we're gonna find out 
hopefully next episode because this was just a weird way to conclude the battle because he he couldn't finish him. Yeah, but you see and what like, I'm saying, Who was though, he talking to at the end? That, he says, really what's a, happening? A spoiler, though. You're, yeah, it's not a spoiler for sure, because like, it's if something I, we could guess. Yeah, if I would, you could have just came up with that, but since I didn't, I feel... I feel guilty, I guess, for bringing it up off of like a, oh, no. off of a a picture I saw. So that's why I say that. Anytime, anytime I definitely you think have you a main character that you don't know who their parents are, all bets are off. Like, yeah, Yuji could be the great 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 grandson of Sukuna, and we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, it could be. A, it would explain a lot about him because it was honestly. Now that we're here, where we're at, it is kind of dumb just for him to be like, dude's just a freak athlete. Dude's just built different. And <laughs> yeah. Dude's just breaking shot put world records when he was 14. It gives a little more uh, exposition to all that stuff growing up. I mean, obviously we know something is different about him, but I guess I never considered that he is, could be half a curse. And then this could be, yeah. I saw this after I watched it the first time, this could be just because, because I went into this episode thinking that. I was like thinking him and Chozo kind of look alike. I was like, you know what? These two motherfuckers kind of look alike. <laughs> they both got bags under their eyes. I mean, I they, guess. Got the, they got the same nose and their big eyed, their big shock face is the same. Like Itadori's yeah. shock face when he heard Patch Face was there, and then Chozo's whenever he punched the wall. I was just like, mm-hmm. well, they kind of look alike, but it's also usually anime characters male and female anime characters and shows look alike like if you take off their eyebrow color and their hair they all look the same yeah like the dragon ball z characters are all the same face every, just different hair every single one has the same face different care yeah i don't know this episode it it's a it's a thinker for sure like something something happened and then like was the technique one of these girls that was watching from afar and they saved Yuji with oh, this. Oh like, yeah. That's probably know. even more of a, that would keep things more in line. I guess the other two, <laughs> the one that you brought up and the one that I brought up are more like serious <laughs> shifting ideas. <laughs> Whereas the yeah. two, the girls just like using their technique is more something that would just be like, okay, everything carries on as is. Yeah. I don't know, but either way, this show is freaking like we've got, we're uh, we're over halfway through this season, which sucks, but we got eleven more, so yeah, let's feel make like it worth it. I feel like we've got a lot, and within eleven more, it's already. I feel like we're good, not good. I just I don't think it's gonna. I, there's no way I could be disappointed. The season's already gave so much, so I know even if the rest of it doesn't live up to what we've seen so far, it's still gonna be good. Of course, you don't want to end weekly, but like on a week terms, but I don't think they mm-hmm. will, just because I feel like. The Dark Deku arc didn't really live up, and then even this most recent Demon Slayer arc, they're you know not bad arcs, but they didn't really live up to the hype. I feel yeah, like when out so of much those hype, ones, it's hard to. this one's kind of living up. You know, this one is living <laughs> the Shibuya, up. The Shibuya incident, they weren't lying about this. One. Yeah, these manga, these manga readers for the Shibuya incident, you guys weren't kidding. This shit's this shit is fire. <laughs> one for three. <laughs> So this next episode, episode 14, is titled Fluctuations. What in the world could that possibly be about? That's what I'm, now I'm thinking, like, is that their power? They can fluctuate memories or something, those two girls? But that's just because you, you think just, it's going to be about the girls, or you think... I don't know who else, but I feel like, the, we I feel know like we're not going to go back to Yuji for a while. Yeah, I feel like we maybe miss a whole episode with him or something, and then it goes back. 
Because either way, even if they heal him, I feel like it's going to be like Goku on Namek where he's in like the water chamber with the mask on for like several episodes trying to recover. Yeah. And then he'll maybe show up towards like the end for a fight. <laughs> in that like water, that water capsule. Yeah, just like where he's in the water, bubbling. just like with the thing, yeah. Just trying to rest up and heal. That'll be like Itadori. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea based off of that title what next episode and they don't give you a preview of the next episode so or it could we're be going into next week blind. toji maybe he's like fluctuating back and forth from being able to possess this dude's body that's a good guess but i doubt it toji toji overtook that shit he ain't giving it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he's safe yeah I, I, I think it's his now but also i'm like maybe this is where they go over to somebody that we haven't seen, like got to be with yet this season. Like maybe I hope Panda. I'm cool with like a, yeah, I don't really want to see like, well, I guess if it's Panda, he is with Kusakabe or the old guy. I don't want to, I don't really want to fight. That's focused on Kusakabe or the drunk Maki guy. Like I'm okay. If we see them like participate and see their power, but I don't want like a UG to Dory episode that we just got with one of them. Like, if I see yeah. anybody throwing hands to the death, I want it to be, like, Fushiguro, Panda's Fine, Toto, you know, it's people we know that we've already built a repertoire with, a rapport with. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And, and still, where the hell is Utah? Yeah, Surely Utah. there's been a, a distress signal sent out to, like, Aoi, we still haven't seen him. I mean... He's just in Africa chilling still. Utah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what he's doing over there, but that's where he was at the end of Zero. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else for this episode. Yep, that was it. Thanks to everybody who uh, stuck around for the potential spoiler portion of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely wasn't a spoiler, but I think it's just a guess, you know? like It is, but I, I just, I, it, since I crossed, didn't come up with it... It's crossed my mind, too. Yeah, I didn't want to... Because now if it is right, <laughs> I feel like... If it is kind of a spoiler, because it, it does have implications on the rest of the series, but if it's true, I feel like we're going to start getting that stuff pretty soon. But I know some people want to discover and hear everything for themselves, and that wasn't blatantly spoken to us yet. Yeah, it's just If guess. it's going to yeah. be. Well, and the thing is, like, we're, we're a manga spoiler-free podcast because anything we talk about, it is just based off guesses and like mm-hmm. what the show has shown us so nothing we say on here is a spoiler because we're only True. watching the same stuff everybody else is watching so yeah, that, even if we are right that's not a spoiler like true it just I goes mean, back t- to the fact that i didn't like that i saw it and read it is how i came up with it whereas usually yeah. all of our predictions like i'm just watching and come up with it but on this one like i said when i finished it the first time i was like what the fuck does any of that mean the spaghetti <laughs> I thought that was the stupidest thing. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. That episode was fucking good. <laughs> Thinking that they're brothers, yeah. I, I, I still think it was, like, something to do with Yuji because of the way Sukuna reacted. Like, he was like, oh, this guy's dead. And then he, like, closed his eyes to rest. And then he opened them like, oh, shit, no, he's not. Something's happening. Well, that's what I was thinking. You didn't think he could open them to make him see that vision? Like saying, oh, you riffraff, and then like closing his eyes and then being like, 
you know how and then open them and dramatically making the, sh right. the Sharingan sound like the the ding of the Sharingan when he opens up. Yeah, the shing. And then he put that memory into his head. And that's what I was thinking, like, is Suka the dad of all these guys? Is he the one? Who... It could have been Sukuna. Yeah, you're right. Sukuna could have been the one to set that off. Is he the father of all these people? And he realized that, hey, this is, this is my other son. They're about to kill yeah. each other. <laughs> <coughs> can't, be, can't be having my boys fight like this. Well, who knows, but... That's all for this week. I'm Jordo. Brennan. We are the Evans Bros, also known as the Casual Anime Fanatics. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. And as always, peace out. Peace out.